Mad Cat Audio. Welcome to Take What You Need, the podcast. This episode highlights Ellen Wong, a very near and dear friend of mine, Shandong, Taiwanese American entheogenic death and grief companion. She is equal parts ethereal and human and she just highlights so many heavy topics but makes them so approachable it is such an honor to have her bless us with her wisdom on this episode i am so so grateful to be in community with her she is amazing she highlights a lot of her journey through death work and breath work and her micro and macro dosing journey she is a storyteller she's a friend she's a daughter. So with that, I invite you to get into a nice, comfortable seated position. You can soften your gaze or close your eyes. There is no right or wrong way to show up in this moment. Take a deep breath in the nose. And let it out with a sigh through the mouth. And I invite you to come as you are and take what you need. so much for being here today (laughs) i love you so deeply i'm so honored to be sharing in community with you in space with you this is the coolest episode by far and i am just honored to get to chat with you and see you and be friends with you and i'm a fan i'm a friend i'm a lover i'm a mother i'm a child i'm a saint you know what i mean (laughs) ditto like likewise (laughs) across the board i mean i just love that we're still in connection even after all this time it's so rad to also witness like where the journey has taken you like in in the space that we call earth and then like (laughs) you know just and then your practice it's it's can we can we can i swear here yeah okay (laughs) fuck yeah you can yeah right yeah and make sure <laughs> yeah it's fucking rad it's just so fucking rad and so inspiring so thank yeah you. just thank you yeah. i feel the same way about you it's so ellen and i met 2018 2019 yeah. 2018 i think and so. we met through our mutual reiki teacher sid and i remember meeting Ellen and Sam, your business partner for We Are All Daughters. And mm-hmm. I was like immediately, well, I wanted to get a job at Daughters is what I was trying to do. <laughs> so I had like met you at Verve with Sam and was like, right. hello, ma'am, hire me, please. And you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, little did you know, I mean, we're like, uh, we can we can't even pay ourselves right now. So the idea of having an actual employee that we're responsible for their livelihood, I was just like, oh God, this is, we're so far from this. But I would love to have your energy on board. Hands down. That would have been so rad. I'm still available. So. 
anytime you want to talk, I'm, I'm happy to discuss. Yes, but it's it's so interesting to like reflect on our journeys from 2018, just getting starting out in Reiki. You know, it just was it just was so you know beautiful and intentional and like simple in a way. Mm-hmm. To, and then to see where your journey has taken you from starting off in, at Reiki. I was gonna ask you actually like. When you started doing Reiki, what was your intention at the time? Like, did you have like a set feeling like, oh, I want to focus on this? And like, how did that kind of transpire for you when you started? Yeah, no, thanks for asking that question because it's, I feel like it's been so long ago and it was at the very, very start. And I actually didn't study with Sid. Oh, okay. What I did was I took a, one of those like weekend Reiki, Mm -hmm. like attunement, like Reiki one, Reiki two, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Gosh, I'm trying to remember her name. Her, I know the first name. The first name is Kat. I cannot okay. remember for the life of me her last name now anymore. But I have since come to feel like those those weekend kind of like attunements feel so lacking and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not like a real, you know, not mm-hmm. how I would have wanted to, to learn mm-hmm. Reiki. And so what prompted me to do that was truly just like curiosity like Mm. what the hell is this energy healing thing you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I was so out of that space at the time such a newbie like all of this sounded so like intangible and nebulous and you know I I mean when Sam and I created our podcast we knew it was literally like okay we know nothing about any of this shit so let Mm -hmm. us just give ourselves permission and a Mm -hmm. reason to Mm -hmm. learn about all this stuff. And it was actually Mm -hmm. through one of our, um, we interviewed Sid, I think we Mm -hmm. interviewed Sid Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a a podcast Mm -hmm. um, episode. And it was through that conversation, because at the time too, I remember having heated conversations with Sam about energy healing. And she was such a non-believer at the time. Like, how can this possibly (laughs) be real? And I remember having this like, there was a conversation that we had I think this is before I even studied it myself, yeah, but yeah. I was reading about it and I was like okay. learning about it. And um, I remember having this heated debate at some restaurant with Sam about how I had learned they were bringing Reiki healers into um, surgery, surgical space, into wow. into doctors, wow. right? sorry, not doctors, into hospitals. Yeah. And Sam, because she comes from a family of doctors, you know, yeah. like, yeah, med- absolutely. She's like, yeah. Hell no, that's not right. That's like that cannot be correct, you know. Right, <laughs> Just right. So adamantly yeah. like, uh-uh. And now look at her. I'm like, yes, I was you're like one say. of the most gifted energy. It's always the shit that we resist, you know? It's always the shit. That's always oh, the Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, period on that because literally the shit we resist is like the cure and the medicine that we're looking for and we're so stubborn and blind to it. Sam mm-hmm. is one of the most thorough healers that I know and to this day like that woman will get so deep in your shit (laughs) and pull out the the tiniest granule of your trauma to make sure you know that it's there and get rid of it she's so thorough she's so knowledgeable and it's so funny to think that she started in this place where she was so fucking against it (laughs) now she's yeah I feel like again like you said it's the shit we resist you know it's Mm -hmm. the shit we resist holy shit yeah. 100%. So then, okay. So then you're now, okay. So you've had these heated debates. You're reading up on it. You've interviewed Sid and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this for myself. Like, did you have an intention? Did you have like a, 
I don't know. It's like you can't plan when you're a spiritual person, but like as a newbie, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I think my intention honestly was I just want to have this experience. I think mm. I was like literally drinking from the fire hose at the time yeah. because I was, I think I had gone through breathwork training yeah. and at least one part of it, you know? Okay. And then I did my Reiki. It was like Reiki attunement. I met this, you know, this person, cat mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. was a hypnotherapist, but cool. she also so happened to be a medium and also a Reiki um, teacher. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was like, okay, let me do this Reiki thing and mm -hmm. just see what this is about. And yeah. just had like the most profound experience when I was being attuned. Like yeah. so much like crying, so much yeah. like emotional releasing, release, yeah. you know? And yes. so that's really, I think that was like the entry point into this idea of like what energy healing is. You know, it was yeah. just, it, it, I feel like Reiki always tends to be the, the 101 that people yeah. take totally. to kind of get into totally. this idea of yeah. energy healing. Totally. And then I remember Sam and I ended up taking a, um, it was either before I did Reiki or after I did the attunement, but we did a, a what was it called? Um, a psychic development course with cool. Kat. Again, uh -huh. another weekend uh -huh. thing, you know, yeah. Yeah. where we were playing with energy. We were looking at auras. We were looking at, cool. you know, we were trying to like connect to our like Claire skills and develop mm -hmm. our Claire mm -hmm. skills yeah. as much as two days will allow us to develop. It, you know? <laughs> sure. But, sure. but taste. Totally. It was a taste. And yeah. I remember having profound experiences there too. And, mm. and again, it was, it was so helpful, I think, and supportive for me to have Sam as like yeah. my, my ride or die, like kind of totally. proxy to have all these experiences with who mm. we were both like fish out of water. We were both like, what the hell is this? Like, what is it? You know, like, and very skeptical, very, very yeah. skeptical at the time. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. we have no idea. I mean, we came from this like very digital and data-driven sort of world. So yeah. all this idea of like energy healing and all this like, all this stuff just seems so out there, but yeah. intrigued and curious enough to at least like try to learn a little bit through these like weekend courses. Yeah. And then having these like crazy eye-opening profound experiences where my heart gets blasted open and I'm crying and I have no idea why the hell I'm crying, but I'm crying and there's <laughs> gotta be something real here because I'm feeling so much yeah yeah that's what i think kept me going on yeah. this whole journey down into yeah. this like yeah. i don't know what you call it like the the rabbit hole you know yeah. of like yeah. all this esoteric stuff totally totally i i love this idea of curiosity or just being yeah like just wanting to know more or being just open to the idea because it's so easy to like write everything off as like well that doesn't make sense or like well that couldn't possibly be and to like let your logic brain just kind of step in and kind of you know trump any hope or excitement or just like 100%. yeah like yeah curiosity and I think that's kind of what leads to an open-mindedness or like even just like an openness to seeing what could be because like from Reiki you went to breath work and to like from breath work you're moving into this death work now and it's like this journey like I'm sure you probably like when you're doing these classes you're not thinking like I'm gonna do death work it just kind of falls into your lap again and it's like <laughs> yeah you're like how did that fall into your lap for you I'm so curious about this death work journey <laughs> yeah it was never even a thing in my system yeah. Until I feel like maybe last fall. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not even fall, but maybe even like winter. But 
I think what happened was between breath work Mm -hmm. and this death work, Mm -hmm. there was also medicine work. And so mm. I think after getting certified in breath work and starting yeah. to hold space, you know, for breath work journeys, yes. I started to work personally with like the sacred mushroom, doing microdosing yeah. as well as macrodose journeys. Not ever guided, but okay. fully intentional um, yeah. with my husband. So we would yeah. always, this is like 2019, we okay. would always go to Idlewild. It was the first time we yeah. ever went to, gone to Idlewild, ever. Uh-huh. And now we live uh-huh. here. But yeah. like, first time we ever, I think March of that year, we were celebrating our second wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I had already started microdosing at the time. So mm-hmm. I got some extra, you know, some, some medicine from mm-hmm. the woman that I was buying it from. Yeah. And we went to Idlewild. And I had what I would consider my first conscious awakened journey mm-hmm. in Idlewild that March. Yeah. Yeah. I cried for five hours. I oh journaled gosh. and create like crazy wrote ev- like all the stuff yeah. that was pouring through me. Yeah. And the crying that I was experiencing was just, it was like all, it's like 30 years of grief that I had mm-hmm. held onto since my dad died when I was 15 that mm-hmm. I had never fully honored or expressed. It was mm-hmm. all being excavated at that time. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, as I'm crying my eyes out, I'm also feeling just this like lightness and yeah. this gratitude and just yeah. so much almost, it's like joy, like yeah. joy. Like it was this crazy, like in one simultaneous moment, feeling all this painful grief coming up while also holding this gratitude and joy. And it was just like, it blew me wide open, you know, yeah, and I yeah. I was scribbling down like in my journal the whole time. The next day I wrote back or I read back what I wrote down and I had written down the words like it's so scary to know who you really are. And what I realized in reading that was that's what I was experiencing in this mushroom journey. I was mm-hmm. getting to know my truth, what I was holding in my body, all of this energy, this emotion that I had just suppress for so long, not mm. allowing myself to feel both spectrums, like the deep, deep grief, yeah. as well as also the gratitude and the joy and the release, you know, mm. it was like, I wasn't able to feel any of that. I had suppressed so much of that through, mm. you know, alcohol, drugs, like everything, work, you yeah. name it, yeah. like any yeah. escape vehicle, I was on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so all of this finally came out and I was like, holy shit, I am finally coming face to face with who I am and getting to know who I authentically am. Mm. And it's scary as fuck, you know, to mm. actually start to feel all these things mm. and to allow yourself to feel all these, all these things and acknowledge that you're holding so much. Mm-hmm. And so what I really experienced that very first trip and in every subsequent trip after that mm-hmm. was a death. Like I was walking through a death mm. portal. I was mm. releasing all of this like old baggage and even beliefs about myself you know and so that's really i think where i started to get introduced to this idea of death i didn't name it that at the time to me it was just like trauma work it was me facing my trauma facing all this Mm -hmm. stuff that i hadn't allowed myself to face before and then slowly over time through the evolution of these journeys Mm -hmm. the mushrooms ended up becoming they were my teachers all the time, you know, the whole way through, yeah, but absolutely. there was a lot of like excavation and release yeah. that had to happen. 
before yeah. they can actually step in and start teaching me, start mm. showing me these like kind of like universal truths about yeah. the way we operate, about energy, about what's important, about, you know, what I need to like wisdom that I need to hold in my body. Mm. And on one particular journey, it may have been a year or two after I had started these, you know, walking with a mushroom in this way. Yeah. There was one journey where I was, I was laying on the couch, looking up at through the window, up at the stars. And it was almost like I was seeing invisible, like, like imaginary smoke in the yeah, air. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt my hand like kind of reach up to kind of grab the smoke that I was yeah. looking at and I couldn't grab anything. There was yeah. nothing to grab onto. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this like sort of download, this knowing mm-hmm. of like, it was like the medicine brought me to my breath, the yeah. in-breath mm-hmm. being this expansion, mm-hmm. this out-breath being the contraction. And mm-hmm. they were like, do you see there is like this, this motion, this e- expansion mm-hmm. and contraction in mm-hmm. every single breath, this birth and a death in every single breath. Mm-hmm. And, the, and with the smoke, it's like they were showing me like nothing here is, is graspable. There's Mm. nothing that you can really attach to. It's Mm. all illusion. It's nothing. There's nothing here. Everything Mm. is temporary. Everything Mm. is going to change. And Mm. so I think that was the first moment that they planted the seed of this idea of expansion and contraction. Mm. And they showed me a jellyfish moving through water, Mm -hmm. expanding Mm -hmm. and contracting Mm -hmm. and showing me how like it's only in the contraction. Mm. It was really uncomfortable moments Mm. where the jellyfish actually moves forward in the water. But when it's fully expanded, they're actually stationary, you know, and just like my mind was just like, you know, like, like, oh, my God. And then just just the the sheer, I don't know, perfection and the design of our human bodies to hold this universal truth in the mechanism, the breath that is literally what keeps us alive that keeps yes. us in this body. If we stop yes. breathing, we're dead, you know? Right, right. And it's like, it's almost kind of like this super deep, profound truth that's just like hidden, hidden yeah. in plain sight, you know, right, right. in our breath that we're experiencing consciously and unconsciously yes. every freaking moment of the day. Yes. And then they were showing me how this expansion and contraction, this in-breath and out-breath is literally what propels the universe forward on the mm. macro scale of the galaxies and, you know, planets mm. and all that and then also on the very very micro scale of the 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 universes that are the cells and the like <laughs> yeah. tiny microorganisms yes. it's the same motion in and out in yeah. and out you know yes and so i think when that seed was planted something shifted in me and i started mm. to really see everything in my life as this natural cycle of mm. birth and death birth mm. and death expansion and contraction mm. and recognizing the moments where i'm feeling super tired like i can't lift a finger i'm so dead i can't do anything anymore right right as like moments that is really just my body inviting me to rest to contract Mm. to be in that space of the womb Mm -hmm. to be in the darkness again to Mm. to just Mm -hmm. you know lay low and be still and then moments where i'm feeling the energy like building and like Mm -hmm. expanding to start Mm -hmm. to actually move and take action and to create and do all these Mm -hmm. things i want to bring into the world Mm -hmm. and like just even recognizing that, oh my God, both need to exist. Like I can't just keep on being expansive. I have to like contract at certain moments. And then to like suddenly realize like, you know what? This is this is the natural order, the natural cycle of life. And 
this year alone, the big theme, I always, I feel like each year has like a theme. Yeah. yeah. I'm moving through. And then all these lessons that you learn in that year sort of like align to that theme. Totally. So this year, 2023 was definitely the theme of how do I be in right relationship with the medicine? That was always my intention with this year. Mm-hmm. How do I get mm-hmm. in right relationship with the medicine, the mm-hmm. medicine that I'm facilitating, that I'm stewarding, mm-hmm. you know, this mm-hmm. sacred mushroom that has allowed me to sustain my life you know how do I be in right relationship and not extract and not bring Mm. in you know any of these like oppressive colonial sort of you know um energies into this space like how do I keep this pure and and in integrity right Right. absolutely and what this pursuit of this intention brought to me was it's not about my relationship with the mushroom. That is almost kind of like an afterthought. How the mm. fuck do I get in a right relationship with myself? How does that happen? You know, uh-huh. how do I honor the natural cycles within me yes. and my relationship with the earth, my relationship with source, my relationship with the universe? Yes. And so I think it's this that started to get the wheels spinning around death doula work. Because yeah. as soon as I heard the term death doula, there's something in me that just sort of woke up and was like, what is that? I feel like there's something there that I need to investigate. And it wasn't this like, Ooh, I can't wait. It was just like, (laughs) fuck, I have to go there. You know, it was that. And I want to stress that because this bullshit, like, you know, your your body's all lit up with like passion and desire it, that's i mean maybe that happens sometimes sometimes, sometimes you know sometimes but like the moments that are the most pivotal for me are the oh fuck moments the yeah. god okay here's the door here's the path i think i have to walk this yes and it's like all the signs are pointing there and me i'm dragging my ass going like do i have to <laughs> fuck i think i have to you know yeah yeah. And so that's really what led me to find a Lua Arthur yeah. who goes by going with grace on Instagram. Okay. Um, she has a big following. She just did a Ted talk this year in April wow. after our death doula training retreat in March. Yeah. Okay. And um, brilliant, beautiful being. I can't yeah. say enough good things about her, but yeah. this training in March completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. And I went into it again not going like, Hey, I want to be a death doula. You know, it was like, fuck, there's something here that I need to investigate. And I don't know why I'm pulled into this work and what intrigues me so much, but I'm curious. It was just like, I didn't feel as much of the, Oh fuck moment with Reiki, but it was still that sort of like, huh, I wonder what this is without any expectation of outcome. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I do. I do know. (laughs) I feel so much about what you just so eloquently said and just like highlighting the beauty of this journey, good and bad, quote unquote, good and bad. You know what we label Mm -hmm. as good and bad, the contraction and the expansion. And it's so there is so much to be known about ourselves in these moments and to have enough like foresight or just wisdom even to just be able to see that as such makes it almost worth it, I think. Yeah. Like even in the moments of like, this sucks, I hate everything, I'm so <laughs> over it all. Like there, there's, there's, there's wisdom there, there's nuggets there, there's gold there to be found. And it's like, not to like toxic positivity it or anything, but it's just mm-hmm. like, do you know what I mean? Like it's so, yes. there's so much 
beauty there and there's so much to be found and like nourished and then also like you said the rhythms of your life like really getting to know yourself in a way to to acknowledge the rhythms of your life and inviting yourself to have this rest if needed inviting yourself to create when it's time you know it's there the ebb and flow of everything that is the rhythm of life that is yes the cycle of it all and i think definitely in spirituality there's room for expansive there's room for everything it's an unlimited mm. abyss of just what could be this justness you know what i mean this yeah. like ness of just like of what of possibility and i think that's such a beautiful thing and being able to like speak to it is so cool and so human and so like nurturing and beautiful and there's yeah, I just I couldn't say enough beautiful things about that because it does highlight so much of what this experience is. And also to that idea of like, fuck, I need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Like yeah. it's because so, sometimes it's not that it's not this. Oh, my God. And I'm going to do it. And here I go. It's like I'm going to do it, but I'm going to cuss the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to curse, though. I'm going to do it, but I fucking am pissed. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I'm fucking going like I'm in a pout and I'm going to be a little baby about it, but I'm going to do it. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's real. That's real shit. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, when you're the thing that you're avoiding, the thing that the shit that you don't want to do, that's, that's usually where the medicine is. And you're just like, yeah, like crawling through it, dragging your ass through it. But like when you realize what it is, it's what it's for. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, I'm a stubborn little bitch. And I could have just <laughs> like, it could have been a lot easier if I just like, totally. let myself. Totally. But I think that's a part of the human experience. I think that's why we're here to have these human experiences, to drag our ass, to be annoyed, to be a baby about it. Because <laughs> ultimately, at the end of the day, there is something waiting there for us. And there is something to be discovered. Yeah. And it's like so like you I always do that when it's like the hardest time and I'm at the peak pivotal moment and the pinnacle of my pain and then like I ever receive the thing that I'm fighting so hard to get to or whatever the case may be or like (laughs) the resolution finds me and I'm like wow that wasn't so bad after all it never is right it never is it's it's your little brain your little silly human brain that's just like no 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 no. that's scary af like we cannot go there no 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 no, absolutely not you know and then once you get to it you're just like oh what okay (laughs) i'm so much happier now and everything's so beautiful on the other side and i'm why was i even ever upset i couldn't believe that i would do that and then like it's it's the same thing with like my mediumship like i like seeing and talking to ghosts is not something that was on my bingo card of my life you know like (laughs) i didn't i was like are you fucking for real like don't let me do okay it's happening here i okay all right this is it like i'm like the more i do you just find that you get so uncomfortable fighting it at that point right like your life just goes to to you know haywire and you're just like okay 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 i'm doing it i'm gonna do it i'm doing it now like hell or high water i'm gonna do it and then you're like okay well yeah it's weird but i this is what i do you know yeah totally (laughs) i think the things that we fear the most the things that we're most resistant to there is something there is yeah. some it's almost like 
just d- go there okay because yeah, yeah, the shit yeah. that's easy yeah that's yeah. that's just playtime you know yeah. like it, <laughs> yeah. it's like you know it's almost kind of like a distraction like d- you it know is. dabble in it sure but sure. no this thing that is like terrifying you to death yeah, yeah. that's where you go <laughs> yeah that's i've learned yeah. that now absolutely you're like you see that thing with the barbed wire and all the thorns and it's kind of dark and there's like something's creepy looking at you that's where you need to be that's exactly. where you need to go that's exactly. like they're like strap in baby that's where you're going you're like oh my god i thought i was on the bunny slope and they're like black diamond you know like <laughs> i've never skied before you know <laughs> totally 100 yes yeah yes it is a beautiful, horrible thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's such a, it's like a cosmic joke. You know, I'm like, yes. why can't you just, you know, make it easier? Totally. Know. Oh, for sure. You for know? sure. Absolutely. It's, I mean, I feel like the theme in my life, especially just as of late, has been like, there's, there's purpose in the pain. There's purpose yeah. in the suffering. Yeah. And I've. I've had to accept, you have to accept a lot of things that may not feel good, you know, and there's, mm-hmm. but there's something there that needs to be experienced that your soul is yearning to learn mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being open and receptive to that. It's like, yeah, it's, I guess it's just not meant to be easy. That's not the point. Right. You know what right. I mean? That's not the point. Like we're here to learn. We're here to gather. We're here to expand. We're here to 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 experience to love you know what i mean like we're here to do so many things in this one life one and that's another thing that i've heard my whole life is this you have this one precious life you have one (laughs) precious life and it's like what are you doing with it what are you doing with your one precious life you know and i also wanted to touch on this idea of like like we don't hold on to anything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like this and the same on the other side of that coin it's like but none of this fucking matters, baby. (laughs) I've been living with this idea of like, you live on a floating rock. None of this fucking matters. Right. Like, let it go, you know? (laughs) There was a a recent journey this year where I was laying on the couch and I was staring up the mountain and my husband was having a hard time with this journey. Mm -hmm. And so he Mm -hmm. had his head sort of like resting on me. It was heavy. It was like, I was just like, Oh God. Bowling ball. Yeah. (laughs) And then I had my, the heaviest, the biggest dog like on me. And so I just felt squashed by the two of them. But in this moment I was like staring up at the mountain and it was almost like the medicine took me 5,000 years in the future. Yeah. And they were like showing me like, obviously I'm no longer here. This house that we're in that we love so much is no longer here in 5,000 years. This mountain may not even be here in 5,000 years. This earth, who knows, you know? Right, right. And so it was almost like one thing after another after another. They were just like taking it away. Like none of this shit. Like who's going to know your name in 5,000 years? Right, right. Who's going to know what you've done here, you know? And it's not to say that you know, we're not important or that we're not doing important things or or worthy things or that we are unworthy somehow. It's just that even who we are, our identity in this lifetime, in this body is meaningless in 5,000 years, you know? And it was just such an important, I think, pivotal, profound thing for me to like, like experience and experience the realization of, because it really puts everything in perspective. All the piddly shit that, like, we get caught up on. Right. Why? Like, why Why? bother? Why? And so I think this death doula training for me Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. going into it, not really necessarily knowing if I wanted to be a death doula, but feeling really called into this work through this four, three and a half, four day intensive, intensive training. Yeah. We were watching some of the most gut-wrenching videos of people Mm. dying, families Mm. who were unable to let go of their loved ones, Mm. Um, doctors who didn't know how to have the conversations with their patients about making the right choice. You continue to stay on life support for two more years Mm. and be this living body, essentially, or, you know, do you let go? Like, I think modern medicine has like made it really hard Mm. to make that sort of moral choice within us, Mm. you know, because we're Mm. also wired now to live, Mm. live, save, save, save. Mm. And that's how doctors are in, you know, that's how they're primed in their education, save a life. That's how hospitals are ranked. You, how many people do you save? How many people do you cure and heal? So we're in this business, in this mindset of Mm. saving and healing. Mm. We're not in the mindset of letting go and allowing Mm. the natural cycle to take its course, Mm. allowing people to, die with dignity and peace and grace Mm -hmm. when they Mm -hmm. need to, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking about all the ways in which we actually die in our lives while we're living, Mm -hmm. all the transformations, the changes that you go through, you know, moving, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Breakups, divorces, ending relationships, starting new ones, all of these changes uh, to your identity, to your personality as you heal, to your, you know, identity as you take on new roles. And, Mm. you know, now I call myself an, you know, an theogenic death companion. And Mm. that's a new thing for me as of this year. But this is something I'm stepping into. So I'm going through this transformation and it's requiring me to let go of some of this old stuff and to make room for some of this new stuff. So the practice of death, I consider it an actual practice. going on these medicine journeys, walking consciously and intentionally through death portals and experiencing the death, experiencing the grief that comes with any letting go, even if it's a letting go that you want, you always have grief, you know, but allowing yourself to go through the experiences of these sometimes not so pleasant and, you know, Mm -hmm. joyful kind of experiences, Mm -hmm. but learning how to let go, learning how to detach, learning how, you know, to make space for something new to evolve into, to become, you know, I think this practice ends up helping us at the very, very end of our life when this physical body is starting to let go. And we've done all the things that we wanted to do. We've said Mm. all the things that we've wanted to say because Mm. we didn't live in a state of fear all the time Mm, mm -hmm. you know we faced Mm. our deaths over and over all the little deaths Mm. that we had to face Mm. and that's where i find this practice so Mm. fucking powerful Mm. and this training whether you Mm. want to be a death doula or not so insanely life changing and life giving because it's brought importance and just i don't know it's brought presence i think into me and my relationship with my body and yes. recognizing like every single moment we have on this earth in this body is sacred and it's precious and it's mm-hmm. not to be squandered or wasted, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and also in 5,000 years, it's not going to matter. Right, right. But holding space for both of these beautiful ideals and this this idea of loving what's here 
mm-hmm. with an open with open hands. It's this idea of living with open hands, like giving what's given, taking what's given, releasing what's taken. You know what I mean? And like the ebb and flow of it and having like, I feel like that's just like the ultimate, you know what I mean? The ultimate lesson here is that none of it can say, nothing can stay, but while it's here, enjoy it and like really, really indulge yourself in it and be (laughs) present and really, you know, make the most of this. Mm Mm-hmm. This one, again, this one precious life, you know, like, what are you, what are you going to make of this one precious life? Right. And, but like, yeah, I think that's often something people struggle with is this idea of being able to live open handed mm-hmm. and, and to not want to cling to the things that feel good and like want to just reject the things that feel bad all the time. And I think we're not as a society very good at this idea of like finality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And processing what it means for things to really be done, you know, and to really go. Yeah. And it's that's not something I think we teach or we really learn how to deal with. And I think death is such a big topic. And it and it does feel scary because I think of the just it's the finality of it all. You know, it's just it's at it's the end of something and it's like you can't get it back. And that's hard to wrap your mind around in the sense of like like in the natural cycle of life, things coming to an end, like the party never ends. People don't want the party to end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the party never ends, but I don't want the party to end. Like, and I, I can understand that, like that's scarcity mindset almost. Yes. Mm-hmm. To just hold on to it all as long as you can. And like when you were mentioning this idea of like 5,000 years, like what, what will be in 5,000 years? What will we be? We'll be nothing. We'll be dust. And it's like, I kept hearing the phrase, like the beat goes on the beat goes on like you just like we're a blip on this lifetime journey on this on this timeline we're a blip in this moment and the beat goes on oh I love that so much (laughs) I like need that tattooed on me you know hell yeah hell you and me matching tats let's fucking go Maddie too all three of us and the beat goes on I'm serious 100% I will do it I love it yeah everything you said too it's like yeah it's it's like I'm I'm starting to just kind of relish in these universal mm. paradoxes, you know, yeah, the yeah. preciousness and also yeah. the not, you know, like the the yeah. temporary, you yes. know, impermanence, you know. Yes. It's it's like these two very opposing forces all the time. In the yes. same way that like in a mushroom journey, you're able to feel that tremendous grief and sadness at the same yeah. time that you're able to feel that tremendous gratitude and joy. Yeah. Yeah. And it brings me to actually this moment you know I don't want to get super political but I think we're seeing it with this war Mm. in the Middle East Mm. that multitudes can be held Mm. in one Mm. one breath in one Mm. space Mm. you know there's multitudes of feelings that you can have in one single body Mm. with what you're seeing you know Mm. Mm -hmm. and so I think like for me in witnessing the violence and everything I'm also at the same moment feeling such tremendous gratitude for the privilege I have to be Mm, here in this body mm, on this side of the world, you know, mm, and to mm -hmm. not be living in what feels to be like hell on earth. Yes. And so it's like, and for the first time, I think I'm, I'm also not feeling guilt for that, you know, Mm, cause I think mm. the guilt sometimes can be really like ravaging, you know, I see. Yeah. But, to be able to hold both, to have right. the compassion for what every single side of this is holding in their bodies, mm-hmm. whether they're in their mm-hmm. 
defended self, you know, their wounded mm-hmm. self acting from a place of pain, you know, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. from a place of just like avoidance, you know, like yeah. I can't take yeah. this in. I have yeah. to escape this. I don't want to look right. at it. Right. I mean, I, you kind of have to honor everybody's choice and everybody's the way they're processing this, you know? Right. right. And so, yeah, I just feel like the idea of being able to hold multitudes yes. in a single moment to hold yeah. paradoxes within yes. our single body, you know, our individual yes. body yes. is that in itself is such a, it's like, I think that's the medicine right now of this moment, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. And there's death and life in that, you know, that, yes. that is the ultimate paradox the, right. that death is happening as we're being, we're being reborn through death, yes. you know, into a different yes form a different thing you know whether you want to talk about physical death or the death of a partnership the death of a place of residence you know absolutely yeah and I think it's important to also with like the grieving and the loss and like giving yourself space to do that and like time to process these things because it's like like you said even if you want that thing to go Mm -hmm. you're still gonna grieve it and there's still like a new version of you loading as you're stepping into this new chapter without that relationship, that person, that place, that thing mm-hmm. and giving yourself like space to honor whatever shows up is like such a like important part of the process. Yes. Give yourself that moment, give yourself that space, that time to process and to, you know, relish in what you've learned and really like let it soak in. I feel so I feel so often we rush to the next thing. Yes. It's like, that's over. Cool. Fuck it. Move. Fuck it. We ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fuck it. We ball into the next fucking thing. And then it's like, you just never take time to really acknowledge what is or what was. Yeah. And there needs to be like space. I feel created for, you know, that mourning, that grieving, that celebrating. Yes. It is a celebration. Even in sadness, it's a celebration, you know, it's a celebration of what was, because I think in every single situation and every single event in your life, you receive something, you know, it may not have been the easiest gift to receive, but totally you receive something, you know, some new way of looking at the world, some new insight about something, some new insight about yourself. And so I think this is why I think for me and the way I work with clients too, I so stress ritual because the ritual of endings Mm. is so vitally Mm. important. Saying goodbye to a house by burning incense and honoring each room, you know, honoring the spaces that you had occupied, the energetic Mm. connection that you have with a house before leaving it, you know, that's just Mm. one example, but same thing for for a relationship, even Mm. if there's like, there may be angry feelings or bitter feelings or sad, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my hope is that we can create rituals around these endings, all mm-hmm. kinds of death. Mm-hmm. And by creating this ritual of honoring, mm-hmm. thanking whatever mm-hmm. it is, whoever it is for whatever it is that you receive that now brings you to this moment in your life. Yeah. And maybe sometimes it takes a few months to get there before we can say thank you, you know, right. and that's okay too. Honor the rage, honor whatever that death is bringing up, but honor the grief too, you know? And so much of this is to me an embodied practice. It's movement. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. letting your body express through Mm -hmm. vocalization, through Mm -hmm. 
moving like literally I I just guided today alone two or three different people in just a grief practice playing one song and just giving them permission to shut their cameras off and let their body express the grief that they're holding you know and you'll just be so shocked and surprised at how natural when your body is given permission to express how natural it is for your body to start to occupy space in such a way and create space within for this energy to come up and surface it's so Mm. beautiful Mm. I love the flexibility and expression that you give yourself and your clients to express because I think when people think like grief work grief work or death work rather they're like oh it's crying it's journaling it's it's you know whatever what have you like when I think that I literally think okay crying and journaling (laughs) tissues and ice packs for my eyes that's what I'm thinking about all right like but this idea of moving the body painting singing like screaming like there's just so much more yeah (laughs) screaming yes (laughs) there's so much yes there's so much there's so many more ways to be in grief than just hold up in your house twilight you know what i'm saying like you know like twilight edward leaves you like it's there's so much more (laughs) there's so much more to grief in expression of grief and giving ourselves permission to not just like subscribe to these general ideas of what grief is but giving yourself time to play in grief yeah is fucking cool and also inviting grief in i Mm. think this is something that came up just today when i was working with a particular client and she's been deep in her grief after her partner has passed, you know, and her Mm. partner has been gone for about two or three years, I think maybe even four Mm. years now, Mm. but still feeling that grief. And today I invited her to do this movement exercise, this practice, this ritual Mm. of inviting grief to surface, inviting grief to come through. And I think just the idea of inviting grief in to show up was so like, it kind of blew her mind because yeah. it's always something labeled as bad. And now even mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. medical system in, mm-hmm. you know, in therapy work, we've pathologized mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. after, after the, um, after George Floyd died, actually, I think it was in 2020 mm-hmm. when so much of the world was grieving, all of us mm-hmm. were grieving together. Right mm-hmm. now there is, I forget the actual term, the medicalized term for it, but there is kind of like this, um, intense or extended extended grief that is now Mm. a um diagnosis that you can receive from a therapist that Mm. thankfully gets you paid time off you know that there's a Mm. positive and a you know Mm -hmm. an upside to this Mm -hmm. now that it's recognized as like you know Mm -hmm. a disorder um i think it's actually called grief disorder a grief disorder oh wow okay um you can actually get insurance to cover this, you know, it's actually recognized. However, I think the way it came about has some racial racism Mm. kind of overtones to it, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, But regardless, I feel like it's something that I think we think of as not desirable. I don't want to feel grief. It's not something that is welcome here. But the reality is whether or not you've experienced the death of a loved one, the death of a beloved animal in your life, mm-hmm. the death of um, 
you know, a relationship, like we all hold grief. Right. You can't be a human being in this world and right. not experience grief, even if you haven't experienced an actual dying of like a right. physical death in your life. Absolutely. There is grief constantly. There's grief right now with witnessing yes. what's happening with this war. Yes. And I don't think we label it or call it that, you know? Right, um, right. People are just feeling like upset, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. and not really recognizing, no, actually it's grief. And right. we have to make space for it because guess mm -hmm. what? Grief is how we connect. Yeah. It's a connective mm -hmm. energy. It's a connective mm -hmm. teacher. Without mm -hmm. grief, we really don't know how how deep we love, how deep yes. this love goes within us. Wow. So welcome it in, you know, like yeah. allow grief to take up space. Give yourself space to practice grief, like just like what you were saying. Absolutely. I um it really struck a chord with me in this idea of like really unifying us all in grief like we've all experienced it. it's such a universal feeling it feels so isolating when you're in it yes and then you realize like we've all like when the more we talk about it the more we share the the more like we connect it really does tie us all we are one you know in this mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. and it made me think about um when i had my miscarriage in 2021 mm -hmm. and how deeply it showed me how much I can love, you know, and how much I can show up and like create it. It created a new le a layer to me that I, as a woman, as a mother, as a friend, like as a, as a family member, it showed me like how deep these things can run and how, like how, yes, like isolating and painful and just like devastating these feelings can be and they're so hard like of course you want to shove it away it's hard it's like yeah. why would i want to deal with this yeah. but how in like being never really on the other side of it but like being in a place to look back on it now mm -hmm. how unifying it is to other women that have experienced a similar instance mm -hmm. to mothers in general i look at mothers now like halloween just passed and I I have a friend that has a son and she like did his Halloween she just did it up. She went 110 <laughs> on his I costume. And I was just like mothers, you know? Like just like she just made it happen for him and I was just like that's that's such a beautiful thing and I think that um that perspective probably I probably would have missed that had I not experienced what I've been through, you know? Yeah. So to give me just a wider perspective and yeah, that unifying that appreciation for more, that deepness of love and, you know, just being able to reflect and experience, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a really interesting theme that I feel like is coming up through this conversation, which is facing these moments of resistance within us, mm. like facing the resistance because there's always gold at the other yeah. side of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The same thing is true for grief. If you allow yourself to welcome it in, mm -hmm. to say, okay, grief, show me, teach me, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm letting you in, I'm letting you occupy space within my body and yeah. not resist it, not try to shove it away the right. way I have for like 30 plus years, you know, sure, sure. but allow it to like take up space and lean in and ask like, what do you have to show me? What do you yeah. have to teach me? I feel like we would receive so much, 
you know mm-hmm. there, there's just mm-hmm. an endless supply of like <laughs> love and wisdom that comes mm-hmm. from allowing grief to just be present yes you know yeah right absolutely I think that's really well said and really profound I feel like this conversation has been like so much more than I had even thought of and I like I'm so grateful for your wisdom and just the way that you have been able to just share what feels like such a heavy thing and make it so approachable and so human Mm. is like such a beautiful thing and I'm also curious is like when you're in your work how do you balance like your self-care how do you tend to yourself while holding space in these very very heavy moments and heavy topics for other people how how do you pour back into you yeah. What do you do for you as a as a podcast and as a, as a friend? How are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for this question. Honestly, it's like it's it's such a needed question and it's funny because I'm I'm sort of like chuckling inside because yeah. this is we're literally recording this after probably the most packed day yes. I've ever had in my yeah you know, my, um, walk as a facilitator and companion, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, it's made me very conscious of not just big things I can do, but just even small moments, like throughout this entire day, just to keep my energy like clean and clear and vital. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this, like, like what's called an enter uh, a healer's prep, you know, something I learned mm-hmm. through transpersonal mm-hmm. energy healing, which is mm-hmm. literally just breathing in earth and divine cosmic energy and clearing your body, you know, mm-hmm. some something that as like, I think a Reiki healer or Reiki facilitator is like 101, you know, yeah, very, yeah. very simple kind of things, you know, but yeah. for me, it's like, it's all always in the simple, it's always in the things that take the yeah. least amount of time. <clears throat> You know, mm-hmm. yes, I just got back from a, a vacation in Kauai, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally revitalized me in a way yeah. that I super like did not realize that I needed. Yeah. And I live in the mountains. Like, it's not like I live in the city permanently in LA <laughs> right. anymore. Right. I'm an Idlewild, you know, I'm surrounded by yeah. pine trees. I'm, I'm, I could face a mountain, you know, every single day. Yeah. And you would think that I'd be much more deeply connected to the earth now living here, which is sure. totally true. You know, right. that is absolutely true. But it took this trip to go to Kauai where Mm -hmm. for five days I was out of my normal Mm day-to-day element. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted to do, like in previous trips there, Mm -hmm. I would be like, let's go hike here. Let's go swim over here. Let's go to this beach. Let's go to that, you know, (laughs) just going all over the place. This time we had five days. All I wanted to do was sit in the grass, stare at the ocean, walk 10 minutes down this little path to Mm a beach that was, you know, not even one of the major beaches, but mm-hmm. just like a small neighborhood beach mm-hmm. and swim and snorkel. Mm-hmm. That's it. And eat mm-hmm. incredible tropical fruit and like just <laughs> nourish myself, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think I learned a lot about self-care in this five days, this the yeah. past five days, just very recently yeah. in simplifying. Like, yes. Don't get extravagant and crazy with the shit that you're trying to do to like clean and clear your energy and nourish your body. Like it doesn't have to be so complicated, you know? Oh, yes. The simpler, the better, you know? Absolutely. It's really stillness, stillness Mm. in nature for me, stillness under the sun, soaking in the sun rays, breathing, returning to my breath, 
all of these very elemental things, you mm. know, mm-hmm. when I can get to salt water as in like a bathtub, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will go and soak in a bathtub in salt water and just mm-hmm. clean my, you know, my system yeah. with that salt. I got five days, a beautiful five days of swimming in the ocean. And on the very last day, like every morning I did this ritual of like just gratitude, thanking mm-hmm. the land. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, I, I knew even before I landed that I just wanted to be with the land, that there was something that I needed to mm-hmm. reconnect with over there. Almost mm-hmm. like seeing um, a loved one, like a relative yeah. I hadn't seen in a long yeah. time, like visiting yeah. my mom almost. Yeah. yeah. And so when you go visit your family members, you're not taking a bunch of photos usually. You're just kind of like being with them, right? Yeah. You're yeah. When I go home to visit my mom, I'm sitting with her. I'm watching Netflix with her. I'm like right. so chill, low key, nothing right. at all. Right. You're just right. being, you're existing together. You're breathing yeah. the same air. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do in Kauai. And yeah. that to me has become something that illuminated about my self-care. How do I just be with the earth and mm. not have to fill my mm. self with all this stuff you know mm. um how do mm-hmm. i just breathe how do i just yeah. simply breathe right now you right. know and give myself space i think the space right. and stillness are heavily underrated yes. you know yeah getting back to basics getting back to basics that's what it feels like it's like i i find with self-care it can feel like you need to buy the thing or do the yeah. thing or go the place and do the thing and it's just like it's so so not that <laughs> like right. it doesn't, it's just not that like it's not that it's just it's not it's it's about really returning to the self returning to our mm-hmm. natural rhythm returning to just yeah that stillness is so real and I there's so much going on our phones and our lives and our everything it's just chaos we're programmed to exist in chaos comfortably and yes. and and like just take it all in and just that's just what it is and we just churn it out and we just you know what I mean it's there's no there's just no time for anything else and then I feel like the more we get quiet the more we get to know ourselves like the more like almost like dangerous we become in a yeah. way like in yeah. a really real way and it's like yeah we're just constantly distracted or constantly just clogged is the word that keeps coming to my mind it feels like we're clogged yes. but to get to be yeah it's like just the simplicity of it is really what matters mm-hmm. when you really think about it it's just like i just want to be with myself i want to be in nature i want to feel comfortable and regulated in my body yes to continue to move on you know or to continue to do or be or whatever it is but yeah. Yeah. The other Absolutely. thing I do want to mention, and this is yeah. this is kind of like it is self care in one way, but I think it's also an energetic relationship that my mm. medicine mentor, Sochil Shea, was the one who kind of helped mm. me to open up to this. That like we are mere channels for this divine mm. energy to work through. Yes. And there was a moment, I think, before I did a lot of healing work with Sochil where I felt like as a facilitator, as a death worker, as, you know, all these things, I, Ellen Wong, I have to be the one who holds all this. Mm. And that's a big fat lie. You know, Mm. I'm merely a channel. And the more I can let go and surrender and open myself up for these divine energies to flow through me and work through me and Mm. trust 
that they're working mm-hmm. through me, calling mm-hmm. them in, creating ritual in my life mm-hmm. for them to work through me. That's how I was able to get through today because yeah. it's not really me and no. my energy exactly doing the work, you know? Right, right. I'm opening up to allow all this to be worked through me. And right. so, yeah, even talking to you right now, I, I feel very like... I have a lot of energy, even though yeah, it's the, the yeah. very end of the day, you know, yeah, after absolutely. a very long day, I have a lot of energy and I'm, it's, right. it just, I feel filled up, you know, yeah. instead of drained and right. just dead. Right. And I, yeah, I think that's also a really like graceful way of looking at the work that we do as like energy workers to just be like, I'm just a vessel to do what spirit needs i'm just a vessel for the earth i'm just a vessel for mother nature i'm just a vessel and it's not really me like i get to, i'm just happy to be here you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm just yeah. like this is just like a cool thing that i get to experience with the world and in, in these moments and in these intentional moments and yeah it is at the end of our days and we are you know we've had full days but it is a very nurturing and nourishing space to be and allow for that energy to flow so I really do thank you for your energy today. I know that you've had a jam-packed day and making time to do this is um, a really big deal to me. So thank you so, so much. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your just profound humanity. You're so um, approachable and gentle and honest. And I felt so like comfortable. I mean, I always have, and I know you as on a personal level, but in, even in just in this new endeavor, like it just feels like home. And I, I really appreciate you creating that space and just being so open and so real and fun and just like an all around joy. So thank you for, for being here and sharing your magic with us tonight. It's, it means a lot. Mm. It means so much to just even be invited into this incredibly beautiful and sacred space. And I'm just so overjoyed to see you showing up like this, using your voice, creating this container and Maddie, you too. And just like bringing all of your beautiful talents and skills and gifts into holding space for these like game changing kind of conversations, you know, like life changing kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. It's so needed. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't even express in words how much joy it brings to me to like mm-hmm. see you doing this right now, you know, mm-hmm. showing up in this way. Thank it's you. incredible. Thank you so much. It's yeah. I mean, ditto, ditto, ditto. Everything you do. I'm a huge fan. I love you so very deeply, friend, and I'm I'm excited to share this beautiful wisdom with the world and for people to get to to experience you the way I get to experience you because you need that we need you. We need you. The world same, needs you. Same, Thank same. you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Angel. Okay. You. Thank you. I love you too. Okay. Bye, honey. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Take What You Need, the podcast with Lexi Bordeaux featuring Ellen Wong. She is absolutely incredible. I hope that you walked away with some loving wisdom, some gentle, nourishing understanding, and just a bit more essence of humanity or a bit more of, you know, gentleness and compassion for yourself and your part in the cycle that is life. If you are looking to find Ellen, you can find her under Trip with Ellen on Instagram or tripwithellen.com. Everything will be in the show notes. 
For her shameless plug, she would love to invite you to tune into her podcast, The Mum Podcast, Stories of Death and Grief That Inspire Us to Live Loud, and also her Death and Rebirth Mentorship Program, which is a 13-week healing mentorship program that supports you in walking through a death portal and shedding old patterns that keep you from a liberated life. Thank you once again. We are so happy to have you here. Have a great rest of your day. So with that, I invite you to shed old patterns, die many deaths, and live loud. Take What You Need, the podcast was created by Lexi Bordeaux and Madeline Doss. Original music and production by Madeline Doss. If you enjoyed this episode, please add it to your library, follow the show, leave us a review, and send it to a friend. It's the best way to spread the healing that you just heard. I invite you to join on Patreon. Patrons of Take What You Need enjoy exclusive updates, minisodes, shoutouts on the show, Reiki sessions, and more. Go to the show notes for the link as well as all the links for our socials. This is Bad Cat Audio Podcast. Thank you.